Welcome to the Nightmare Podcast. I'm your host, Lance. It's Thursday, so we're going to talk some history. Uh, this week, we're revisiting old shows because, you know, I just, I needed not like a full break, but, it, yeah, long story. But you've all been super supportive and super understanding, and honestly, it's kind of been fun going back and, and revisiting. Like, this show that we're looking at today, it's from 2018. And sometimes on the show, I stumble into weird things, you know? When when you do as many shows as I have, you don't always have something to talk about. And you got to go to the, you know, deep, deep dives and find something. Well, back in 2018, I did a whole week over to Linus Pauling, who was named one of the 20 greatest scientists uh, of all time. He won a Nobel Prize for Chemistry and a Nobel Peace Prize. He's one of the only people to win more than one prize, and he's only one to have like two unshared prizes, and uh, of the people that have won more than one, only him and Marie Curie have won them in different fields. And really interesting guy, it's, as you'll, you'll see on today's show, but... He has a whole holiday after him in some states, so that's that's pretty cool. And really important guy, but this is somebody I never heard of, never knew about until this show. So hopefully you'll learn a little stuff, uh, find a new hero, and yeah, enjoy. Here we are from March 1st, 2018, talking about Linus Pauling. Welcome to the Night Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Lance. It's Thursday, so we're going to talk a little bit of history. All week, we've been celebrating Linus Pauling. The 28th was Linus Pauling Day up in Oregon, and um, dude's actually really cool. So today, we're going to just kind of look at a little bit of his life and and what he did. Um, the reason February 28th is Linus Pauling Day is that was the day he was born in 1901. Um, and lived all the way till August 19th of 1994. So 93 years old. That's a, a nice little run. He was a, a chemist, a biochemist, a peace activist, author, educator, you name it. He did almost everything. Um, he, he's always like in the top 15, 20 scientists of all time. And he's not a name that you've heard a lot of, which is interesting. Because if you look at all of his stuff, I mean, he was born, um, his dad was at first a, like a door-to-door drug salesman, which back then was okay. And now they're drug dealers. But then he would eventually get his own drugstore and stuff. Uh, but it was actually a friend named Lloyd Jeffress who would go on to become... Um, really big in acoustic acoustical science at University of Texas. Um, it was his studies. They were friends and that he thought were really cool and wanted to learn more about chemistry and things. And even when he was a kid, you know, he was trying to start a business where he would actually go to local dairy farmers and with him and his friend would say, Hey, you know, we'll test out your milk. We'll make sure, everything's good on it, but they were like, oh, you're too young, we're not going to do it. And he actually got accepted in a college without even graduating high school, 
which is really neat. He went to Oregon Agriculture College, which we now know as Oregon State University. And funny thing is after he won both his Nobel Prizes, his high school, uh, Washington High School, gave him an honorary diploma. So funny how things like that work. And so while he was in college, he would did everything. I mean, from gymnastics to mining and explosive, mechanical drawing, started a fraternity. Um, and as soon as he finished a course in quantitative analysis, they offered him a job to teach it. And then he, he would go on to be um, a teaching assistant for some really big professors. And um, it was during this time that he just really dove into uh, molecules and electronic structure and things. And after he graduated, he went on to graduate school at Caltech and um, he looked at a lot of like x-ray diffraction and and stuff uh, published a lot of papers on the thing and he got a phd in physical chemistry and mathematic mathematical physics sorry words are hard so already you see that i mean this guy hit the ground running he knew what he wanted to do and never never looked back um he met had a wife and she had some uh, some kids. They had some kids. That's it's really interesting though that his personal life on all of his achievements and everything is really just a small little blip and doesn't have a whole lot about it. You know, um, they just really focus and most of the research I've done really focus on his accomplishments. So after he graduated and got married, he got awarded this thing called the Guggenheim Fellowship. And so he got to travel all over Europe, um, Munich, Copenhagen, Zurich, and learn from like the best physicist of the time because quantum mechanics and things like that were pretty new and not a lot of people were diving into them. And he, you know, really enjoyed it and, and followed up. Um, he went back to Caltech to teach theoretical chemistry and stayed there for a few years and um yeah really just started making a name for himself so much so that he became good friends with robert oppenheimer um which if you don't know robert oppenheimer he is the man more or less directly responsible for los alamos and uh, the manhattan project and he's considered the father of the atomic bomb but uh, we'll we'll get back to him a little bit later. And as he would go on, you know, he's just publishing paper after paper and learning more about this and that and seeing how chemistry works um, and how it affects everything. And in 1954, he won the Nobel Prize in Chemistry for his research into the nature of the chemical bond and its application to the elucidation of the structure of complex substances. That's a direct quote. <laughs> and they considered the, you know, the book that kind of put him there to be the most influential chemistry book 
almost ever, like almost like the chemistry Bible. Even to this day, it was published in 1939. And even now, people are still using it and quoting it. And, in, in you know, so 70 years later, that's something that's really cool. Um, and this is, during this time, he starts really getting into the quantum bonding and how, you know, particles interact with each other. And um, which gets him into biological molecules. And this is where he really starts to buckle down on uh, like sickle cell anemia stuff and molecular disorder, genetic disorder stuff in your DNA and how you can cure them. And, you know, how if you mix um, enzymes together and antibodies that it helps cure diseases and that was something that people just hadn't considered at the time and i mean didn't not consider it but he really brought it to the forefront and explained a lot of it and did a lot of really cool things i mean so much so that he was giving a whole lecture series about molecular medicine in the 50s and uh, so that's that's where we kind of got all the um disease stuff for the week and as he would go on his old buddy Robert Oppenheimer comes back and is like hey do you want to be in charge of the chemistry division of the Manhattan Project and he said no because he didn't want to to move um, his family and stuff but he did do a few other experiments and projects for the military um including finding replacements for like human blood plasma to be used in transfusions, especially in the battlefield. Um, after the Manhattan project though, he joined up on this committee, the emergency committee of atomic scientists, which Albert Einstein ran and they really pleaded with the government and the public, you know, how dangerous nuclear weapons are and how we need to stay away from them and everything. Um, needless to say, it didn't go over too well, but, um, here in the States, but he did so much, uh, to, to push this that he actually won the Nobel Peace Prize in 1962 and for, for just, you know, spreading awareness and educating people, um, which is really, really nice. And he is the only person to have won two Nobel Peace Prize, like, by himself. Most people um, have have them shared, you know, so, like, Bob and Janet won the Nobel Peace Prize, but he's the only person to win two uh, the, the, by himself, and only one of two people to win them in two different categories. The other one is Marie Curie, so definitely in, in good company there. But because of this, you know, we kind of obviously now he's doing political stuff and uh, some people in the Senate saw it as, you know, he was a s spokesman for, for Soviet communism. And so he had to go talk to the Senate internal security subcommittee and do all these things. And uh, America kind of turned their back on him. You know, he was listed as a collaborator. Live magazine said that his prize peace prize was a, a weird insult and he got denied um, passports to travel around. Mm, it's pretty crazy. But the guy wasn't like 
all good. We, he does have a little mark on his record, and that's he supported eugenics and thought that human carriers of defective genes should get like forehead tattoos so people wouldn't mate with them in order to cut down on things like sickle cell anemia and, and stuff. Um, but as he got older, he got this thing called Bright's disease, which is a renal disease. And we're looking at like 1941 around this time, which at this time it was a radical treatment, but they're like, Hey, low protein, salt free, lots of vitamin supplements. And it worked. And so then he became real big, uh, for, you know, basically like Hulkamania, you know, eat your vegetables, take your vitamins and say your prayers and vitamin C. He wrote books and books about how great vitamin C is for you and what it can do for you. And yeah, I mean, if you look at his list of awards on Wikipedia, he's gotten all sorts of <laughs> awards. I mean, we'd be, it'd be a whole nother show if we sat there and listened to them all, but He's a guy, I mean, a lot of scientists sadly aren't known in today's world, but Linus Pauling is even a name that outside of Oregon, you know, it seems like not a lot of people know, even though he contributed to literally every field out there. So he's um, a really cool guy and somebody I think would have been really neat to talk to and pick his brain way smarter than me, but you know, I'd still learn a few things. So it'd be cool. But yeah, there you have it. That's kind of a brief history of Linus Pauling. Um, let us know if you learned something new today. You can let us know in the comments below or on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Check us out on there. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, not just me, the boys over at Blah Blah Comics, Blah Blah Curse Words, our Sunday-ish show and our Tuesday-Thursday show, DC Animated Adventures. Make sure you're checking those out. Whatever platform you're checking us out, make sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. That uh, helps us out. And if you really want to help us out, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash the night nerd. All sorts of cool shows on there. I uh, just put up the book club where Derek and Colby really break down Flex Mentalo in, in great, great detail. Um, it's worth checking out for sure. A couple of dollars gets you into all sorts of good things. But if you want to talk to me directly or have any questions, comments, concerns, you can email me, nightnerd at thenightnerd.com. I respond to all those emails. I love hearing from everybody, so do that. But that's going to be it for us today. Again, I'm Lance. Thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow. I've got the D, B, blue. When it rained down sorrow, it rained all over me.